Okay, so this um research is all about creative writing. It is all about um trying to assert the fact that every individual is a walking story. That means that we all have stories to tell. So can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, so we all have stories to tell. So that's what this uh, creative writing course is all about. And in creative writing, you have to tell stories. You have to create characters. And to create characters, we need to like have a um, feel of the perspectives of different kinds of people. So th that is why Lecture um, uh, gave us this project. So my question now is, um, what's your story? So you can just start telling your story. You can tell us about yourself. So that's the chat. Okay. Um, is there like, um, do we have to be specific as to like um, probably um, difficulties while growing up, challenges you have faced, that kind of thing? Or yes. Just everything generally. Everything generally. With inclusion of details and significant events. Oh, okay. Um, and how long do I have to talk for? About. Uh, let's say 20, 30 minutes. 20, 30 minutes. Yes, but okay. it depends on how your story is shared. Any time is okay for you. Okay, alright. Okay. You can start on listening. Okay, no problem. Right, so um, I'm 21. I'm currently studying medicine and surgery at the University of Ibadan. I'm in my third year. Alright, so um, my life growing up has been a mixture of sweets and bitter experiences. Um, for much of my childhood, I was a get-inside person, which means that I wasn't allowed to play outside. Okay, you can continue now. Okay. You were talking. So, um, uh -huh. I was talking about how my how I didn't really have a free hand while growing up, which means that uh, my parents chose the kind of friends I had. Or if I bring home a friend or I, I introduce them to a friend, they kind of check and get that person against their standards. And if a person meets that standard, he or she's allowed to be my friend. Um, so the only time I had access to the outside world was when I'm in school or when I was in church. And um, yeah, basically my life, my life revolved around that. So, um, a very significant one of the most 
like the significant events that happened while I was going up was um okay, um okay, I think I okay, I remember this one. This was when I had um chicken box and um they used this um calamine lotion for us children then. So I had chicken box and I was just recovering so I couldn't go to school and Moxie was worried and stuff. So one morning she was going to work and then she she came to me as usual, like, okay, I'm going to work, bye bye, take care of yourself. What do you want me to buy for you? And I said, I'm okay with that. I want to eat coconut though. <laughs> then uh Momsi was telling me this story later and then she said that she had to that day she could not find coconut, so she had to walk around the whole market trying to find coconuts for a child to eat and she actually came back late because she was looking for coconut after work mm. you know, for me to eat. So um okay another another event that happened was when I broke my arm. I was was I from doing self? I think I was running around and then I fell on my right arm and then I broke my right arm at my elbow. And it was just a dislocation actually. So uh, I remember that very well too. And like I said earlier, my my life was not as interesting as I thought it would be. So it was mostly um, a an isolated life, the one I live with my siblings. So there was probably not much uh, uh, interesting events that as I grew up, other than some memorable ones like the ones I have, you know, mentioned above. So um, also I I had a pretty fast education. Uh, I was. Jumping classes like that, like that, like that, like that. So I got into um, secondary school at a very young age. Uh, seven, I got into secondary school like that. So when I now became a teenager, because like I said, my, my childhood years were sort of boring. So when I became a teenager, because the teenager wants to explore, wants to be independent, you know, wants to have a say, wants to control his own life, basically. And then puberty to now strikes and hard, so and hormones now begins to function abnormally and stuff. So uh, that happened, and uh, I became a teenager. And then, um, okay. Uh, all right, okay, yeah. So one, one, one thing I, I remember, you know, so much very vividly was that I got I got exposed to uh, um, to sexual education at a very very young age. Um, the first time I first time I saw porn was when I was eight years old. I was in GS two then. And then it, it was fascinating. Because at that time, self, there was not like that. The, it, it was just fascinating. It, it seemed all weird and fascinating. So, um, I, of course, the, 
I was very inquisitive. And as I became a teenager, I started experiencing changes, you know, my body and all of that. I ventured into you know, pornography that I was already exposed to. It went on like that till I was about 16 or no, till I was about 7. I can't really remember. I, th- I think it was it was 16. I think I was 16. Yeah. Uh, that was when I gave my life to Christ. And you know, I became born again and all of that. Well, before I move on to the born again part, let's see. I want to think of another memorable event that happened. I'm not trying to look at um, heights and Pick of my life at this point. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Nothing is nothing significant is really coming to my head. Uh, okay, sorry. Um, am I allowed? To, okay, you said everything. I'll be asked up on everything. Yes, you can. You should. Okay. Okay. So um. Okay, so let, if I'm going to go into, let's say, love life now. I had my my first crush when I was, uh, I think I was 10. Yeah, I was 10, 10 years. I was, <coughs> I was in SS1. I, I think I was 11. I was in SS1. And I, this girl that this girl joined us, you know, the senior class and of course I was more in my class again so the girl also happened to have a small stature you know so I felt like okay both of us were basically like the smallest in the class although she was older but she had a small stature so I felt like okay my size have come because mm-hmm. I can't talk to uh, other older girls and bigger girls so I feel like okay my God has provided my size for me. But of course, I was, um, I was, I'm, in fact, I am still a very shy person. But then I was extremely shy. And in fact, it, it didn't happen at, like, it didn't happen like I probably I wanted. It just, at that point, it just felt like the norm because I was in a class where everybody was either talking about it or doing it. So, this one has a girlfriend. This one has a girlfriend. This one is to stick this one. And me, young me, I'm, I'm just like, ah, this is how this thing works. And stuff like that. So I never talked to her till we graduated. And funny story is that she's in my school, like she's in UI. Well, I've not seen her. So, but that was the intro. So that was actually my, my first push. Look at how 
I wouldn't say stupid, but how unnecessary it was because what, what whatever I did then was basically driven by um, societal norms and the need to belong that kind of thing. Because of course, uh, I told you that my teacher was passed, so I had all, all my friends were way older than so I, I, I did not actually rule my age mates per se. So all my friends were older than me about three years, four years older. So all my friends are doing this stuff. So they are now and I asked um, the girl out. And then um, of course the girl was older than I am than I was then. So Apparently, I was the one dating her. She wasn't dating. So, uh, that, that ran on for about a year or so. But in my own mind, we broke up. Meanwhile, we never even dated in our eyes. Stop. That happened. And then, um, what happened again? Okay, yeah. When I came back from my when I. I think I was about 15 then. Then I I came back and then um, as per this guy just came back from school. I was the I was like in quotes, hot kick. My environment then. So I had easy access to girls. Oh, like I have been paying went to school, just came back from school, it's done. You know, and stuff like that, yeah. So, one thing leads to another, another thing leads to another, another thing leads to another. And I was just within the space of about uh, a year or two, a year or two, I had dated about three girls. Um, I apparently remember, I think they were even simultaneous. They were not concurrent, they were, uh, they were not um, like one after the other. They were simultaneous, yeah, almost like relatively at the same time. But then, or now that I look back at things, like, I also feel that was a, that was a stupid move. But then, you know, I, I was really, or now I'm really grateful that I had that kind of experiences because they have helped to shape my mentality. When I, after I became born again, and you know, I see things from a very different angle because I have to, so, to a certain extent, experienced something like that. So, uh, then, all right, then, past what, 2000, um, I think, 17, 2017, I, I gave my life to Christ, and that was um, in October, so I'm very precise. When we had this provincial convention, this outpouring, I forgot when it died so. But then, so that time, um, Adibayo, Adibu, he was our, our national president. So, well, that he came to the province for least 37 then and then. So, very fiery, and I gave my life to Christ there. And then, um, from then, it has been a has been has that been rough, you know, certain certain extents. At first it was very 
bright and beautiful. Everybody was. I had friends. Oh yeah, and also throughout my life, I I have been whatever whatever major thing I did uh, were largely influenced by kind of friends I kept. So that that's one thing that really stood out throughout um, my journey, even up to now. So, um, yeah, I just thought to mention that. So then I had the right kind of friends at that point, so I grew spiritually and I'm really grateful for them. Grateful where I am right now. And then I got, I got um, admission to UI. 
what are your fears like things like that sure how do you view like things like that all right so um my best color or color that appeals to me the most is blue um i have a very weird like came for beans i consider it to be my best my fears okay um i'm scared of heights yes uh, i think that that just has to be the greatest fear i'm, I'm scared of many things but like the the announcing compared to my fear of heights it's, it's very very alarming in life maybe one day i'll just i'll try to work on my fears like that and then um my philosophy about life i have I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a um, philosophy of life guy. I have a lot of things that I've heard that have shaped me, and uh, most times they, they change my mind. But basically, my one of the greatest statements that I've held on to that has shaped my, my life is that can never go wrong with God if you are in line with God's mind and God's heart part time you can never go wrong um, and also um, even if you don't look at this from like spiritual aspects if you now say okay like secular you know philosophy is um ah this my philosophy of life is Trust yourself, believe in yourself, and you can do anything. Basically, that confidence that you have in yourself is enough to propel you to be determined to do anything. Basically, whatever the difference between a man that starts something and a man that does not start anything is a belief. Um, also, another. Um, and that's thing I've held on to, and that's thing I've held on to is that um, all the battles or all the all the circumstances or all the victories uh, are first born in the mind. It means that um, whatever whatever you see a man portray in the physical is something that he has already finished. And portray in his mind. So a man is a product of his mind. What he thinks, what fills his mind, his thoughts pattern, stuff like that. So I think those are that if you want, I I really cherish. And then um my motivation, what motivates me? Uh okay. Okay, um one thing to be very frank. One thing that motivates me is the fear of failure. I I, I don't like being wrong uh, and you know in public at that. Like I don't like people seeing my shape and failures, you know, which actually has some side effects. But then it 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 motivates me to like want to put in the work. Because I'm always like her. If 
result comes out now and then, I did not perform up to the expectation. And I'm not even talking about academics, I'm talking about normal life stuff. So I'm always like, hey, I don't want that to happen. So I better, you know, have sleepless nights on this thing. So I come out as perfect as I can be. So um, I think that that's one of my greatest motivations. And also another one of my biggest motivation is actually my mom, my mother. She she actually is the reason that I have the determination, the flex want to do some certain things that I do. You know, I always want to make her happy. I always like to see her happy. You know, I'm proud of me and stuff. So um, when whenever things are getting rough and it looks like um, I can't, I'm not able to push further. When I just remember that, well, she has to be proud of you and stuff. She just has a way of infusing energy into me and give me the right motivation I need to do whatever I have to do to get the required results. Um, then, what other questions did you ask? Mm, I think I said, okay, did I ask about your strengths and weaknesses? I'm not really oh, sure. Okay, no, you did not know. Okay. Okay. Uh, my strength and my weaknesses. Um, um, okay. Uh, let me see. Wait, do you mean the strength and weaknesses in that, like, what I can do and what I cannot do, right? Yes, somewhat. And also, strengths and weaknesses, yes. Yes, more like that. Okay, okay. So my strength in this regard is or are mm, singing. Basically, I like I like music. I like singing. I like listening to music. I like singing. But then I I like um, helping people. Uh, I think that was even that was even one of the things that brought me to medicine that you know made me want to study want to study medicine. I like helping people. I don't like seeing people in despair and all of that. So I have this um play for helping people. I love singing. Um ah, what else can I do? Actually I can't <laughs> it, it may sound funny but I can't do anything that I my mind so like there are times when I draw uh, there are times when I rap there are times when I um, do certain things like what what I'm particular about I know that my strength will be singing basically and then um, my weakness is okay I'm a kind of person that I don't I don't pay attention to details if I don't see them as important. And, you know, I've got a lot of um, reviews on that. Um, Shola didn't pay attention and all that. And I found out that it's something I cannot, um, something that I'm very, very, very bad at. So I can see you walk by, we'll greet, we'll exchange pleasantries, we'll talk, we'll buy crap jokes. 
and then immediately you walk past. Your friend asks me what color of shirt you are putting on. I can't remember. That was because I did, I never paid attention to it, you know, and um, certain other things like that. Then uh, another thing I know that is my weakness is um, okay. Another thing I've noticed is I, I don't usually like to say no to to things to requests, especially for my friends. I I don't usually like to disappoint them. And it might look like a good thing for uh, it. I see it as a weakness because there are times that helping them puts you at a very detrimental position. And then I now begin to like, ah, why did I say God? How did I do this? And then I will now find out that if I see that it's too much for me, I now have to lie to get out of that situation. So it's, it's something I. I I'm begging God to help me with the ability to say no to certain things, even if um, when I know that they would you know, harm me. It's not really like harm, but like helping them at that instance would actually put certain things that I am doing in jeopardy. So, yeah, that's that. And then, okay, I forgot to add something about my fears. You know, uh, this might sound funny, so, but. Uh, together with um, fear of heights, um, there's also have this fear that I call fear of love. Fear of love. It's a, it's a very weird fear, you know. Uh, I, 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 I fear, I fear that I will fall in love. I, 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 I fear that, I don't know, it's weird, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but then I, I just, I feel that I would fall in love. Like, I don't, I don't want to. I don't know, it's very travel. I think I always have that. And I've noticed in that whenever I'm in an alliance that I feel can lead to, like, a potential relationship and stuff like that. Even before I even say I want to ask God, we go to, I you support? Or me, I will have just killed whatever feelings I have. And just like let's go, Jerry. Not necessary and stuff. So I think I'll consider that as a fear to Okay. Okay, so I just want to ask you two more questions actually. And the first okay. one is are you an introvert or an extrovert or partially introverted or partially extroverted? Okay, I am uh I can be both of them, so I think I'll go with the partially introverted, partially extroverted. But it's depending on um, certain circumstances. And what I mean is that it's very simple. Whenever I am with people that I know and I can vibe with, I can be as extroverted as you want me to be. And where, where, whenever I'm with people that I do not know, I do not vibe with, or wherever I'm somewhere, probably for the first time, somewhere that I am not. You know, used to, I can be as introverted as possible. You would, you might not even notice I'm there. You know, and then um, I also want to say something. Okay, yeah, my my normal nature, or like my default, is to be an introvert because I notice that I like my, I don't like going out. I like my space. I like privacy. I like being alone. 
you know, I just, I just like staying indoors and probably it's all because of the way I grew up, but personally, I just, right now, I just, I just like, if it's possible to just be alone in the old streets, I prefer it, you know, because I have lights, I have data, and I have food, and I can be there for decades, so, yeah, I'm predominantly an introvert. Okay, so so the last question is um, what is the motive of your life? What is the recurrent image of your life? I don't even understand. I I don't I don't understand. Okay, Probably the, you can't explain okay. um, motive motive means like the recurrent image. So I'm asking about what the recurrent image of your life is. Like there are some people that maybe what happens with them is. Probably the, it is true friends that they like they are able to um what do they call this? Is it ascend or like their friendship with people is what keeps them going. Some people it is staying alone. Some people it is when um something goes wrong for them that things will start working out fine. I don't, I really don't know if, like a pattern, a trend that really happens in your life over time. That you've identified, that you've noticed. Okay, I think I, I get your, I think I get your question, and for that, I. Ah, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I think I've not, to be honest, I've not actually even asked myself this question, and I tend to not pay attention to it more. If I were to think, I would say yes. Um, um, friends, my fr I noticed that um, whenever I get to a new phase of life, I meet certain friends that would last me through that phase. You know, and after I'm done with that phase of life, it's always as if a new cycle of friends coming. And most times, um, um, the old ones, we don't really get to keep in touch as much. But yeah, there are certain ones that we have bonded for over over a while now. And even regardless of the change of phase, we still keep in touch and we are still very, very, very close. But I think that's just one thing I have noticed. So each phase of life comes with um, a whole new acquaintance or acquaintances that last me through that phase so, yeah i think that's yeah that's one okay 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 so actually that's where the questions are supposed to end but it just occurred to me that i should ask you about your habits like how does your mm -hmm. day go regularly maybe from um Hostel to school to clinical. Do you have extracurricular activities you participate in, or your habits? What you do? Something like that is already a part of you. Okay. Um. For now, uh, as at the moment of speaking, my life is just uh, hostel class, church, hostel class, church. Uh, but I'm also looking to if certain extra curriculum but well, i have not done that because i just you know, i just moved into like clinical arm of my course so i'm trying to see how things goes before i start adding other stuff uh for my 
my habits, things I do. Um, I'm the kind of person that like my space. I like privacy. I like not being disturbed um, like that. So I I enjoy reading. Um, I enjoy singing, composing songs sometimes, playing the keyboard, um, speaking with friends, probably giving advice, saying my mind. Um, having healthy discussions. Yeah, that's that pretty much sums it up. I just, I'm the kind of person that I just like. I like my space, yeah. I like my privacy. Basically, yeah. Whenever I have my privacy, I can do all these other things. Other okay. stuff, yeah. Okay, so th thank you so much for sharing your story with me. I really appreciate it. It will be very helpful in my creative writing class. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much.